Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 179 of On the Flank. I'm one of your host, John George, alongside Joe Kirkpatrick. Say hello, Joe. Hey, everybody. And Joe, we have got a huge episode today. Did not think it would be that huge. And <laughs> we honestly, we don't have any free agent signings, really. We just have a bunch of drops because uh, the, si- the signing free agency period ended up getting pushed back because some because of some other big news that we're gonna have to talk about on this podcast. This offseason is about to be the most insane one of the most insane offseasons ever in any esports show. And it it's because a lot of teams I think are a bit worried about the future of this league. This this very well could be the last offseason Joe because there are a lot of people I think very scared about where this league is going. And if you are worried by that statement, uh, one of these pieces of news may may scare you as much as it scares me, as much as it's scaring a bunch of these owners. So, yeah, Joe, I mean, you ready? You ready to dive in into, into this huge, huge episode? Oh, yeah. First first one of the offseason. Yep. First one of the offseason. And it's going to be it's going to be a hell of a off hell of hell of an offseason. That's for sure. All right. Let's start off with some in-game news before we get into overwatch league stuff uh once again there will be another double xp weekend this upcoming weekend this should be your last weekend uh to basically get battle pass stuff done uh i guess there will be one more weekend right and then battle passes or the season two is the the week after december 6th is, is the new battle pass so oh, yeah. Is that it? okay yeah yeah if you haven't finished up your battle pass uh, you got about two weeks-ish to do so. Uh, and this double XP weekend, this Thanksgiving, ignore your family and just play Overwatch 2, I guess, to finish your battle pass. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm done with my battle pass, so I'm chilling. I'm mad chilling. Uh, but shouts to Blizzard for giving people double XP. Uh, as well as Twitch drops continuing. That is happening right now. They start on the 15th. Already got both my stuff. You get a Reinhardt mug souvenir after two hours, and then after another three hours, you'll get the Brigitte kitten weapon charm, which is very cute. Uh, very, very good to have on my Brigitte uh, flail. So, yeah, you got you. Have you gotten yours yet, Joe? I have. Yeah, yeah. It was. Uh... <laughs> In fact, I was able to. I, I did a couple hours like the night that it opened uh, after work and then the next morning I just turned on I forget who it was but whoever was streaming from EU maybe like FD God or something who <laughs> was streaming from EU uh, and you know the the morning uh, eastern time uh, just just let it go and then so we got the rest of the time that way nice yeah um, I popped on maybe Siegel or something like that I can't remember uh, but usually do mine during work and just have it on in the background yeah super simple easy to get nice five hours um yeah well some more free goodies are being given away um if you haven't logged in for this one i think this is the last day to get it or maybe it's already over joe um but uh there are new highlight intros for all three of the new heroes sojourn if you and all you had to do is log in and then you got them uh sojourn this one might be over already but if you had logged in november 17th through today you would have gotten sojourn one i'm guessing it's over because today through november 26th is the junker queen one 
And then there will be a Kirika one from the 26th to the 30th. I think this is super nice because you just have no, since these three heroes are all Overwatch 2, if you if you haven't paid for anything yet, you basically just have no nothing but the default stuff for these three heroes. So it's definitely nice to get a highlight intro and a highlight intro for free if you just log in. So, yeah, those three um, are happening. I, yeah, according to the tweet, it seems like the Sojourn one's already over. So if, you, if you're just hearing about this, you probably missed it. Uh, or if you just logged in in the past four days, you got it. Uh, so, yeah, all three of them are pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the the Joker Queen one is interesting. Uh, I forget they had the name of it uh, somewhere in the universe, but um, where she's playing the, let's see, Five Fingers is the name of the highlight intro. Um, she's doing the thing with her knife. Uh, and I, I've seen some, some criticism of the animation, like from, from, I guess, the people on social media who care about <laughs> the specific animation things um but i, I think you're, you're right that it's um it's good to get uh those kind of the experience with um with these kind of heroes um you know they've got to consider the and that's not to say that they're not necessarily but because uh, as we'll we'll talk about there'll be more uh, more things that the overwatch team is already doing for the like uh free-to-play players is what i was going to say but you know keep those in mind uh toss out some cosmetics here and there um definitely not a bad thing yeah um watching the i don't know the jugger queen one seems fine animation wise but uh, yeah i'm not one of those animation stops i see those people all over twitter <laughs> Uh, oh yeah. So yeah, something could be wrong that I don't know. Used to play that game in like middle school or whatever. Everyone, all the cool kids were playing with a pencil or whatever. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, cool to see. Um, all right, mid-season patch. Of course, this was a whole thing last week. It ended up getting delayed because of some game-breaking bug. Uh, and yeah, uh, it ended up coming out two days later. Luckily enough. Uh, Joe, you're the patch man if you want to go down. I I think we went over it already for Overwatch League, but there were some additional changes, right? Yeah, it's, and it's been a while since we talked about it, for sure, because obviously this was the uh, uh, playoff patch um, for the Overwatch League with the launch of Kiriko. Um, so yes, it's been live for just under a week now. Um, uh, notably, the uh, Overwatch League tournament skins uh, have been updated. The the league shop is refreshed, so you can now buy um, uh, a couple Vaulted skins. Uh, the Season 1 London Spitfire Winston skin, uh, the Season 2, I believe it was, I assume it was, uh, San Francisco Shock Doomfist skin, uh, as well as the, um, what would that have been, the the Mid-Season Madness uh, Gladiator Royal Knight Mercy skin, uh, the Dallas and Shanghai versions of the uh, Happy Genji skin as well. Uh, all are purchasable right now in the shop. Um, so notable there. Uh, but it, yes, there was also a patch uh, making some adjustments uh, to competitive play and matchmaking, um, including increasing the precision of uh, queue time estimates for each role. Um, uh, they, I sort of was under the impression that they had already been using this, but it sounds like they're just now beginning to roll out the uh, audio transcription um, 
of uh, match voice chat that they had talked about with uh, the introduction of their uh, this defense matrix, um, you know, anti-cheat, anti-toxicity initiative uh, that's been going on. So that sounds like that's just now starting to um, begin to happen, uh, as well as a, a small change to crossplay uh, and, and aim assist for console players. Uh, as they uh, as they emphasize at the end of this write up, it says uh, aim assist exists only on console platforms, um, uh, in uh, in crossplay other than competitive is is the way I'm reading this. Um, and beyond the patch things, a bunch of bug fixes. I'm trying to think, was there anything? Scrolling really quickly because um, uh, May came back uh, in that in this patch, uh, who had been out for. You know, probably two or three weeks at least, I would think. Um, um, but but she's back now. Um, but yes, and this, then as far as the actual as far as the actual patch things goes, uh, I believe nothing that um, oh not much that wasn't already in the Overwatch League. Uh, Diva got her uh, general nerf, increased weapon spread, uh, decreased booster damage. Uh, Zarya got her bubbles nerfed, uh, both of them, with the duration reduced and cooldown increased. Um, Genji got his his uh, ammo and damage nerfed. Uh, Sombra got the uh, the hack nerf, uh, where the duration uh, and the damage multiplier were both reduced, and her current hack target is not eligible uh, for uh, re-hacking for eight seconds. Um, as well as Kiriko's invulnerability duration reduced, uh, and uh, Junkrat, which I believe was not in the Overwatch League patch, if I remember right, uh, also got a nerf um, with the note that it was fixed in the last update. So maybe they're just you know reporting it, depending. Um, uh, where the arming time and trapping duration of his steel trap uh, both were, uh, well, I suppose the t arming time was increased, the trap duration was reduced, but they were both in the the nerf direction. Um, for Junkrat uh, for that patch. So it's been up for, you know, five days or so. Um, sounds like there's already been at least one relatively significant bug discovered with Tracer, <laughs> where she has, uh, rather than her fall off happening gradually over a range of distance, it happens just basically immediately at 20 meters. So <laughs> if you're within 20 meters, uh, your deal will full damage no matter the distance. Um, and if you're outside of 20 meters, I guess you do just like the minimum, you know, um, like max fall off damage. So that's fun. Real fun. Um, hasn't hasn't affected my games too much, but uh, obviously lower elo. Don't know how the upper elo games are doing. Uh, but yeah, uh, good patch. I think we mentioned it on the episode when we talked about all the changes, but. Yeah, all heroes needed to be nerfed. I'll highlight too. They came out with a uh, a devlog post uh, on the day of that patch uh, back on the seventeenth um, from um, Jared Noose is his, his name, the executive producer for Overwatch Two. Uh, put out a little write up. He says they're uh, paying attention to rewards and progression um, for um, uh, players, no matter what they play. Uh, he says there we're not completely satisfied with how everything feels in terms of um, that that kind of business model and again the rewards that um, players get for for playing 
Um, he says they want to have new accomplishments outside of the competitive rank and battle pass level. Um, so in, in the short term, um, they're saying each event that comes out in season two and presumably beyond will have at least a skin uh, that you can earn by playtime. Uh, they'll be continuing the, tri the Twitch drops um, that they've been doing for the, you know, the last couple cycles, which is uh, super good as far as I'm concerned. Um, and uh, after season three and beyond, uh, he says they're looking at uh, battle pass changes, more interesting challenges, and more exciting play-focused progression systems um, to, to progress with. So that's uh, notable there. Uh, we may see some uh, support reworks coming um, uh, to try to address uh, queue times, potentially make some uh, make some of the roles more interesting. Um, um, they, they they talked again about uh, season two. We'll probably see the first uh, sojourn nerfs as well, uh, which again it has not uh, <laughs> has not come out yet. Notably, it was not in this in this patch, but. Uh, uh, but yeah, a nice little write-up from uh, the executive producer there. Yeah, nice to see some communication on all that stuff. That's obviously the biggest complaint from a lot of the people over on the like casual subreddit, stuff like that, uh, Twitter. So yeah, definitely nice to see. As well as confirmation that we're still getting Sojourn nerfs. That's the biggest complaint from a lot of people. So yeah. All right. Up next, we have Ramatra's ability and ultimates revealed. Uh, apparently, this was revealed at, or I, I imagine it was revealed at the um, Overwatch 2 like Korean conference media thing that they had. Um, where they revealed a bunch of other info, like uh, the next hero is going to be, after Ramatra is going to be support, then a tank, and then another support. So, lots being revealed there. Uh, but apparently also all of Ramatra's abilities look a lot of this language on this is is a little awkward because I think it's been translated um, yeah they haven't had a an English uh, yeah. release of or an English description of of his abilities yet although uh, you know speculation is that maybe uh, coming soon I think I saw on reddit they had like a unlisted scheduled YouTube video or something for this week um, that we make it a, a hero introduction but uh but yeah, it's definitely interesting to, to see these descriptions. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to the to the actual video. See what see what everything actually does because this stuff is it's confusing the way it's written in, in this tweet at least. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like uh, notably from this description, sounds like uh, the uh, transformation uh, from his omnic omnic form to uh, what they're calling the nemesis form. Uh, is on or with a, like a limited duration and potentially with a cooldown, um, which I believe is is and I forget where the impression came from, but is uh, contrary to the impression that uh, lots of people had on his initial announcement that that was you could sort of swap uh, back and forth at will um, uh, for what that's worth. But yeah, the, most of it is. Yeah, this is interesting to look at, but uh, definitely more interesting to see once we uh, once we get a little taste of this gameplay. Yeah, definitely disappointing if that's not the case. I think everyone was looking forward to the skill ex skill expression in choosing which form to be at what time. Uh, I think stuff like that's super fun, but we'll see the details, see if that's true or if there are cooldowns or what. 
Uh, all right. So probably the biggest news and what's going to have the biggest effect on Overwatch uh, going forward, uh, especially Overwatch League, I'd say Overwatch 2, maybe not affected that much by it. But Overwatch League is very much dependent on uh, one region, and it is China, Joe. Uh, lots of viewers in China, four teams in China. And if you haven't heard, Blizzard and NetEase, uh, they did not come <clears throat> to an agreement to continue having Overwatch in China. Yep, just no Overwatch in China. Straight up, none. Uh, which, yeah, how are you going to have four teams in China? None of them can play. Uh, there are going to be no servers there. Their game will not be on sale there. And yeah, I don't know the details of this. I haven't looked too deep into it. A lot of people saying that it's uh, Blizzard executives sort of sick of China. Their last stand before Microsoft buys them out later this year or later in the middle of next year, I guess. Yeah, this is just, this has a huge impact with the league, obviously. Uh, you have four <clears throat> four Chinese teams, and uh, you're going to have to move them somewhere else, or something's going to happen. Why, why are they going to buy into the league at all if the game isn't even out in their country? Joe, what are your thoughts on this? I mean, this is monumental, in my opinion. Uh, they need to come to a deal. Something needs to happen. Uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Something needs to happen, and it's it's interesting. I mean, I'm sure as sort of the general public, uh, you know, we haven't even gotten to the point where we can fully appreciate the effect that this is going to have. Um, uh, you sort of alluded to it earlier, uh, sort of at the top of the show, but you know, the the free agent uh, signing window for the Overwatch League has been pushed back, just as teams are able to, or just so that teams can be able to, you know, process this and figure out what this is going to mean for their for their rosters and for recruitment. Um, um, but yeah, that 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 literally nobody <laughs> in China uh, would would have any kind of consistent access or access at all. Uh, to Overwatch is is super significant. I mean, um, uh, I think about uh, all the the league viewership that comes from there, uh, and and you know league events, um, the viewership that comes from there, and you know they talk about oh lots of the you know Chinese viewership numbers is like inflated or whatever. But the fact remains that there's a lot of you know a lot of viewers and a lot of engagement. Um, with that part of, with that particular demographic that presumably is just going away entirely um, and and you know whatever it may take to get those uh, uh, to, to get those things reevaluated and and to to try to come to some you know consensus if, if this is a deal that can be saved in some way um, you think about the uh, again the the three three Chinese teams uh, or four Chinese teams. Yeah, uh, Shanghai, Chengdu, Hangzhou, and Guangzhou. Um, uh, NetEase, this company owns the Shanghai Dragons, uh, <laughs> which is significant. Uh, in addition to, you know, the the region basing of everything else. Um, yeah, it's thrown a lot. I mean, it, it, and really, it just goes back to like I said. I, it's you know, it's easy to it's easy to tell this is going to be big. It's really hard. Or it's it's much harder to tell, you know, from a perspective outside the league how 
how big a ripple this has had, uh, or, or may you know continue to have certainly in this off season. Um, um, you know, just as as things continue to shake out. Um, but but yeah, it, it's gonna it's it's gonna be felt. That's for sure. Yeah, it's. I don't know. I, I'm sort of speechless on the topic. It's it just feels like something that Blizzard should work out, uh, and I can't believe they haven't. So it's very upsetting. And yeah, hopefully we have some more positive news about it. But for now, like it's looking bleak. It's looking bleak over there. My God. All right. Now that we've gotten that over, with, that's a huge, huge, like sort of thing to put in front of this off season before we go into free agency. Cause my God is free agency. Just, just, just going to be wild this year. Uh, but yeah, overwatch league released their, uh, roster construction rules for the year. Uh, key dates, which were huge. Um, uh, Originally, free agency was supposed to start uh, on November 18th. Of course, Joe mentioned that got pushed back to December 2nd now. So this podcast episode could have been even more crazy, to be honest. Because uh, we probably would have gotten some insane signings by now. Uh, but that has moved to December 2nd. So that a podcast episode in a couple weeks will be crazy. Um, <laughs> but the deadline for all teams to have five players signed is January 16th. Don't know if they pushed back any of these dates either, but uh, and then yeah, Mar- not that I know of. And then March first is deadline for teams to have all uh, minimum of six players signed. So they also changed, I believe. I don't know if it's here. Yeah, they changed thirty day contracts because of how people were taking advantage of them, uh, and apparently you're only allowed to have one thirty day contract per year. I think so. That's great, uh, because I think a lot of teams were taking advantage of that, uh, just signing players for 30 days on minimum contracts. They also raised the minimum contract from 50000 to 54249 to reflect the cost of living adjustment based on global inflation rates. So that's good. Um, hopefully that's an accurate number. I, if inflation has just felt insane, but even more insane here in L.A. So That's true. It's probably not as bad other places. I just, I'm sitting here like, God, it should go up like to 60,000. But <laughs> uh, mainly for my LA players who 54,000 salary in LA. Like, I mean, I guess the players get their apartments paid for and food and everything. So it's not too bad, but it's still, still rough. Um, Yeah. Anything else from this article to point out, Joe? Two-way player contracts are still in there. <clears throat> Yeah, there was something that I thought of. Oh, yeah, J- just that uh, when they they did confirm this timeline, you know, with the uh, January sixteenth, you have to have uh, five players. March first, you have to have six players. Um, that does give us a little bit, at least, of a better idea uh, when a uh, uh, an Overwatch League season six might begin. Uh, presumably, it would be after March first, um, uh, for what that's worth. But uh, uh, but but yeah, it'll be. Uh, really, it sounds like um, things that a- after after the last couple of weeks and everything we're about to talk about in terms of the the player transitions we've seen. Uh, it sounds like things may settle down a bit uh, between now and uh, December second. 
Yeah, at first I was like, speed up this offseason, let's like get on the hype train. But after this China news, I think it's fine. We can just wait till March type thing here. Uh, but yeah. All right, I want to like precursor this whole... It seems like there's a bunch of confusion online about what certain terms mean and what... Con- about contracts in general. Uh, as someone who works for the Gladiators, it is very upsetting um, seeing people... When Shu, for example, we say his contract has expired, everyone is mad at us. Um, when <laughs> I'm like, do you not understand how contracts were? I, it just made no sense to me. Because I was like, well... It, what are we supposed to do? His contract only lasted until now. Uh, there are basically three different ways. Uh, or I guess technically there are four different, four different results of what a player could have been and what their contract, where the contract could have been. Top one is contract still happening, right? Uh, it hasn't expired at all. There wasn't a team option. They still have another year or two. So the te- he, they stay with the team. That is extremely rare. Extremely. I don't even know if that exists. I don't think any player maybe was on an existing contract (coughs) without there being a team option. Because that's the other option of keeping someone. And that was taking their team option. uh, Which means they were probably signed to a one-year plus one-year option. Uh, Examples. I'll stick with the Gladiators. Kevster and Funny Astro. We're both, well, Kevster was on a two plus one and Funny Astro was on a one plus one. Uh, they both, both of their plus ones have been taken. So they get to stay with the team. The other option is team option declined. They were on that contract, but instead of taking the plus one, it has been declined. Example of those on the Gladiators are Space and Happy. Um, but it is worth noting. That in this economy, in this Overwatch League economy, where everyone has been dropped and where no one wants to invest that much money this year, it is almost, unless it's a really good player like Kevster, like Funny Astro, it is almost, in fact, it might have been a better option to decline even Kevster or Funny Astro because everyone is going to get paid less. I'll be honest. Everyone is just... Only the top players will be paid as much as they were. Everyone is investing way less. So you don't want players like Space or Happy to be on their previous year contracts, which were probably... I mean, Space, he's a great player. He's a great leader. I love the dude, right? But he barely played last year. He was only on Sigma. Uh, It might have been a team situation where Reiner was just able to flex better than him. Um, but obviously, in the public eye, space is not as valuable as a, of a player anymore, right? So the Gladiators probably feel confident they can decline that extra year. And if they really want space back, they can re-sign him for less money, um, is what they're confident about, right? Uh, I'm guessing. I, 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 I work for the Gladiators. This is a, I am a video person. I have no clue. <laughs> I, I want to put that out there right now. This is just a guess. I have no clue if that's actually why they declined space or if they just didn't want him anymore or what. But I'm just giving an example of why you would decline the team option but still possibly want to sign these people. 
Um, and you can even go on Twitter, our GM, Brenda, uh, amazing person, even tweeted, hey, about all seven of the Gladiators players, hey, we are still actively trying to sign all these players and seeing what our options are. Despite the fact that they that we have declined space and Happy's team options. <coughs> for those two, it's probably just worth looking into a brand new contract for both of those. Happy and Happy situation, that's a great example. We got him from a trade from Washington Justice, and he was still on that justice contract. If we take the team option, it is that justice contract. So either he's not getting paid as much as we think he deserves to be paid. Maybe the Justice weren't paying him as much as, as we think they deserve. Or he's getting paid too much. Justice was paying him way too much. And we were like, yeah, we, sorry, we don't think you're worth that much, right? Those are, that's team option declined. Uh, either, either they don't want the player or they do want the player. They just want a different contract. <coughs> Apologies for the pauses for coughs. I am sick. <laughs> try, try to get through it. And then the last option is contract expired. Uh, on the Gladiator side, and that is Reiner, Shoe, and Skewed. Uh, you could guess Reiner was just on a one-year deal. Uh, Shoe and Skewed have been with the team for a bit, uh, and their contracts have fully expired. That also does not mean, like I mentioned earlier, everyone freaking out that we have dropped Shoe. That does not mean that the Gladiators do not want Shoe. I can promise you that. Obviously, they want. He is the one support MVP nominee. Why in the world wouldn't they want Shu? Uh, even both Shu and Skew tweeting out they're looking for teams while saying that they are still in talks with the Gladiators. So yeah, those are the Gladiators is, is a very unique. I, I don't know why I chose the Gladiators as a as an example because almost every other team. When you see these options declined or contract expired, they're almost 100% moving on. And that is because either their team wasn't as successful as the Gladiators, who obviously won two, two uh, trophies last year, uh, or they have decided to go full budget, uh, which is going to be a lot of teams this offseason, and it's sad to see. But yeah, Joe, that, that's just the precursor I wanted to throw out there because th there's a lot of confusion. And I don't blame the confusion on the internet because you have teams like Atlanta tweeting out thank you to all these players and then tweeting out an hour later, oh, by the way, we still want to re-sign them. That's, that's <laughs> not what you do. A thank you tweet means we're done with these players. They're not coming back. <coughs> That wasn't the case for Atlanta. I'm sure they would like to re-sign a bunch of the players they ended up dropping, uh, which was a majority of their team after having a having some good potential, a lot of these players. So, oh, Joe, since I'm sick, if you want to like go down this list for me, that would be fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. That's all good. They, uh, um, they, yes, so th that all being said, and you're right, I think that was – Definitely, you know, good to, to go over again. Um, and if you want to look up, you know, more details about um, uh, any specific player's status, I know they're working on, or at least it's my impression that they're working on, like a, an Overwatch League offseason player tracker on the Overwatch League website. Uh, as of as of our recording, it hasn't been uh, put up yet, but I know they usually have one. Um, 
And obviously, you can go look at the uh, the very specific uh, posts that the teams made uh, that may have more details there. Um, but uh, yes, the list the list of players that I'm about to read off um, uh, includes either um, the the players that uh, teams were explicit about that they had declined a team option. Um, um, I mean, yeah, most of them, the ones the ones that had declined a team option, or if they didn't specify uh, the players that they had given a, uh, you know, a, one of those goodbye posts uh, for without without clarification, um, uh, is is the bulk of what these players are. So, yeah, just to to read through the list uh, of of departures that we've seen, or at least you know temporary departures, qualified departures we've seen over the last couple weeks. Um, from the Atlanta Rain, uh, Speedily, Nero, Venom, OG, Ultraviolet, and Gator. Uh, from the Boston Uprising, Faith, It's All, MCD, Crimson, Punk, Valentine, Mag, Victorious, Seeker. Uh, from the Chengdu Hunters, uh, as of this recording, uh, Nobody, uh, which is the only team that has not made any kind of change <laughs> so far this offseason. Uh, from the Dallas Fuel, um, they have not confirmed anything. Um, just skipping uh, down a little bit, so they with the uh, Hastro. I forget what role is he, the GM or the owner or something yeah, uh, of the Dallas Fuel has has confirmed that they're they're allowing uh, the roster to explore all their options uh, for 2023, uh, but they haven't confirmed anything in terms of players they know they're keeping or that they know are going away. Uh, the Florida Mayhem. Uh, from the Florida Mayhem, we have Hydron, Animo, Sermajed, uh, and Xe, who confirmed um, just this week uh, that he will be uh, retiring from Overwatch. Uh, he said he may go to another game. Um, it sounds like maybe he hasn't decided yet, but uh, this will be his the end of his Overwatch career, according to him. Sad. Yeah, from the Guangzhou Charge, uh, another retirement uh, from Krong, uh, who evidently has retired. That's the only uh, change for that roster at this point. Uh, from the Hangzhou Spark, Architect, Bernard, Teru, and Neko, uh, the coach who was signed as a player there at the end of the season. Uh, from the Houston Outlaws, Creative, Doge, and Lep. Uh, from the London Spitfire, Shax, Poco, and Khan. Uh, from the LA Gladiators, as we mentioned, Space and Happy. From the LA Valiants, uh, Innovation, Becky, Eshan, Sassen, Marvel, Dia, Lingsa, Haker, and Molly. Uh, their their roster is now empty, uh, as is the Boston Uprising, uh, based on based on those players being released. Uh, for the New York Excelsior, and also cleaning house uh, with Anzun Che, Ho Wan, Gardner Jin, Kellen, Yaki, and Flora. Uh, the Paris Eternal so far releasing two players uh, in Wub and Krawi. Uh, Philadelphia Fusion um, uh, with uh, Aim God, Belisria, Fixa, Fury, uh, and we did the, get the confirmation. Um, uh, it was uh, rumored, I believe, even at the end of the season while we were recording our last show. But we have gotten the confirmation now. Carpe also uh, will be uh, stepping away from professional Overwatch uh, and joining uh, his uh, the sister team, uh, T1 Valorant. Um, so we're worth shouting out there for sure. Uh, from the San Francisco Shock, uh, specifically we know about Striker, Kaluge, Mikey, Sam, and Kilo. Uh, from the Soul Dynasty, Fitz, Smurf, Iris, and Vendame. Uh, from the Shanghai Dragons, Bebe, Who Are You, Flate, 
Fate, Fleta, Void, and Lee Gone. From the Toronto Defiant, Hisu, Twilight, Muse, Although, Finale, Chorog, and Hotba. From the Vancouver Titans, King, False, Mirror, Scaripa, Aztec, Masa, uh, Masa, who's also retiring. Uh, and from the Washington Justice, uh, Decay, Assassin, Krillin, Opener, and Kalios. All of those players, uh, oh. like I said, many, uh, many of them, um, uh, you know, have, like I said, they got a, you know, goodbye post from their team with, um, various levels of clarification, uh, some of which we know explicitly, you know, their contracts have been declined or whatever by their teams, um, and many of which presumably will still have a home in the league, um, when, uh, season six rolls around, but at least for now, um, I'm not, not so tightly connected to a roster. Yeah. My God, just looking at this list, there are so many options. As a GM, you have to work overtime this offseason. My God, like just so many players to choose from. Um, And it's going to be such a weird market, too, where, uh, you know, everyone's going to be scared to invest money. So they're going to be offering some of these big players contracts that were probably worse than what they just came from. And the question is going to be, do they take it or do they retire? Um, or go to contenders or just like do or go home and do something else? Because I think that's going to be the big story is a bunch of Korean talent who uh, are in the NA scene. Ugh, they're just going to be offered worse contracts than they previously were. <coughs> and it's just going to be up to them whether or not they want to take it. Um, but yeah, you, you you just thank you for going through that list of names. Tons of an insanely good free agents. Lots of young ones, too. And yeah, it's going to be interesting to see where everyone goes. Uh, my God. And, and just such a short, sad list of players officially re-signed. London, looking like they could be one of the best teams next year as they've kept backbone Admiral Hottie Landon sort of four of their core five starting five from the end of the year. So they could be one of the best teams next year, Joe. If, if everyone else is going budget, London could easily just stand out amongst the mid to bottom tier. It's true. Which would be fun to see. It's a fun team. Uh, of course, uh, mentioned Glad, Glad's kept Kevster and Funny Astro. Both great, both great keeps, especially uh, best Lucio in the league. And Kevster, uh, second in MVP voting last year. Philadelphia keeps MN3 and Zest. And Shanghai Dragons keep Liz Lip and Iziaki. <coughs> and of course, I mean, these players are sitting here. Even Lip has tweeted out, like, or I don't know if it was tweeting or somewhere else, but just mentioning that he's not sure about his future with the Shanghai Dragons. I mean, who knows? Uh, Joe, you mentioned that he's is a partial owner in Shanghai. I don't know what they're going to do with this team next year. Uh, with their obvious uh, fallout here with Blizzard in the past month. So yeah, who knows? They might just trade Lip. They might get the bag. Lip might not want to be there anymore. Uh, yeah, we mentioned all these players, but people they people can still get traded, right? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. There there have been a bunch of people who have not been mentioned as drops or keeps yet, and I imagine 
I imagine it's possibly because they might want to trade him. Um, if they haven't been announced as keeps, I would, I would be more confident that they do not want to trade their players. Uh, but there are certain players like Houston hasn't even announced uh, who they're keeping, but there are just four players that are sitting there that haven't been announced as drops. Uh, Houston, I think, could be a team that uh, wrecks the roster or something and makes a huge change. I, I could totally see that. So don't forget about trades is what I'm trying to say. But yeah, that's oh, it's going to be insane to see these roster shakeups. They're going to be all over the place. I think you could build probably a champion. I, I will say it. I think with these free agent lists, I could build a championship roster, Joe. Uh, just with some of these names out here. I think I could easily build a championship roster. So, Oh, yeah. Insane. Absolutely. Insane. <coughs> um, all right. We, ha- we also have some uh, coaching changes, stuff like that. Uh, Atlanta, Coach Brad retired. Uh, sad to see, obviously. Uh, Boston hired a new GM, Pre from Washington. Uh, and head coach Askoff left the team. I think this is a big, uh, big signing for Boston, actually. I think Pre as a GM, uh, pretty good for Washington. I mean, obviously Washington, not successful as a team. But you can't deny that they, you know, they signed some of the biggest talents in the league, clearly. Uh, they didn't end up working together, and I think it was mainly a coaching thing. So as long as Pre is able to actually just find good coaching for whatever players he, he gets, I would be confident in having Pre as your GM. I think he has a great knowledge of the players or and player skill, at least. It's just... Just that coaching, and obviously he's got to fill that role because Askoff has left. Love Askoff, love this dude. Uh, I really hope. Uh, obviously, he did pretty well towards the end of the season uh, as the interim head coach. So, hope he finds a spot somewhere as a, at least an assistant coach. Uh, he's got he's got his buddy Baroy over in Vancouver now. Maybe it'll be Vancouver, but who knows? What are your thoughts on that signing, Joe? Yeah, it was definitely interesting. I remember when when it was announced, my uh, you know what my message to you on Discord, like, oh, that's you know, I'm I'm a little concerned uh, seeing that um, transition for Boston just because of the 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 history of Washington Justice. Um, but as you you know pointed out, and rightly so, you know that's um, you know there's there is definitely is a distinction between. Um, you know, you know the kind of effect uh, that the coaching of a team like that has had uh, versus um, you know management at a at a higher level, um, and so it'll definitely be interesting to see you know how that ends up paying off uh, or not um, uh, for Boston. But yeah, it's, um, it's certainly you know changing things up yet again. Um, a, a team that's no stranger to that. Yep, definitely not. It's it's about time something works out for this for this uh, organization. We'll see if it does, though. Uh, as Joe mentioned earlier, Chengdu, the only team with no moves or updates yet. Of course, it's worth mentioning that none of these teams, like, I guess have to tell you everything. Uh, Overwatch League would be the only one with their player tracker that would tell you everything, I guess. So, 
technically the entire Chengdu roster could be gone. We just don't know it yet. Uh, yeah, it, some of these teams are just late or just don't say anything for a while, to be honest. So It's true. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, it obviously could have been leaked at this point because I believe player contracts had to be sorted out by now. Uh, but yeah, Chengdu Hunter. Chengdu Hunters could be just keeping their whole roster, which would be all right. <laughs> they should probably make some <laughs> moves. <laughs> Let's be honest. Um, <coughs> as Joe mentioned earlier, Castro said that uh, he's letting the team explore their options, and that just shows where where this offseason is at. The team that just won the championship is allowing their players to explore their options. Yeah, I, I think that says a lot. I think Dallas, I think Astro is like, I could get an even bigger bag because I could sell these players <laughs> for a lot of money. They just won a championship, right? They're probably mm-hmm. going to be some of the most expensive players on the market despite uh, despite a lot of teams going budget. So, yeah, I think this... Absolutely. Yeah, I think just that just shows the state of the league currently so uh, would be sad I'll say it right now would be sad to see Dallas be completely new next year but if you're a Dallas fan you should maybe prepare for it I'm gonna be honest like I have a feeling this team might blow up I I really do Uh, which yeah would be sad but it happens hey London London season one blew up it happens it's true. Um, all right. Uh, Paris coach J-Mac left the team. Uh, don't know how much of an impact J-Mac had, but Paris was bad. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, they should probably change coaches and players and maybe even cities to Las Vegas, Joe. Who knows? That's uh, true. <laughs> as well. Yeah, I assume that's still the plan for them yeah no official announcement uh whether as i mean they officially did announce that they're moving to las vegas but no official announcement if they're like keeping the turtle branding or not so yeah we'll see especially because their logo is so paris you know like it's specifically made for paris so we'll see if they change anything i wonder if the (coughs) i'm gonna look this up right now actually uh because uh the CDL team um, also moved from Paris to Las Vegas this year. And, oh, yeah. And it looks like they have completely kept the branding as of now. Uh, they are the Las Vegas Legion. Uh, they were the Paris Legion, and it was a very, it was also a very Paris esque logo that they had last year. So. Huh. Looks like they don't care as much to rebrand. <laughs> so I'm guessing they'll they'll probably just keep Paris Eternal and the same lo- or Las Vegas Eternal and the same logo. So yeah, and there are worse things for sure. I mean, because yeah, once you you know if you've got that kind of brand going, um, you know you may not you may not care so much. Yeah, it could be an opportunity to get more fans, or it could be, or you just keep your old fans with with the same branding. I mean, it's, it's not bad branding. That's for sure. I, I like the color scheme and everything, but it's the colors and everything at its core are extremely European. Um, yeah. So it'll be interesting, but I honestly, I think they're just too lazy to even pay someone to rebrand or anything <laughs> like that. So yeah. 
Well, there's that too. Yep. Uh, more coach changes. Uh, Shanghai Dragons, Pavani, and uh, Damon both leave the team. Uh, yeah. Has there been anything about Moon yet? Is Moon just is Moon staying or what? Uh, I haven't seen anything one way or the other. Uh, but yeah, most of Shanghai just seem to be going. So I'm surprised to see Moon is still there and Lippin Iziaki, those three, uh, sticking around so far. But uh, yeah, we'll see if there are any more changes to Shanghai. I'm sure those are two big possible. But people like to take the assistant coaches of some top teams uh, to be their head coach. So those could be some big head coach signings. I'm looking at maybe pre. Well, it depends if Boston goes western or eastern, but. Yeah. With teams going going less and less Eastern, it could be worrying for for these Eastern coaches as well. So, yeah, that would definitely be an interesting transition for you talking about like Moon to Boston. Yeah, that would be that would be quite the oh Moon to <laughs> quite the, well I, I meant P- quite the story. Pavani or David Moore. <laughs> oh well, that's <laughs> Moon to Boston would be insane. Holy cow! Uh-huh. <laughs> That's yeah, that too. I just, that too. I just come out and predict a moon to Boston. That's my one thing. <laughs> You're the biggest brain. <laughs> uh, no one expected it but me. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, and then uh, we have one coach signing, and that is Casoris from uh, San Francisco Shock, being signed as the head coach for Toronto. They are also doing assistant coach. Uh, tryouts right now to be an assistant coach under Casoris. So if you want to do that, you can. But uh, if you haven't heard of this guy yet, he's sort of an unsung hero who's been on the shock since 2020 now. So the past two years, and obviously the shock have been great the past two years. Uh, I got to meet the dude. Super thoughtful, super nice guy. Uh, and I think it's clear that he's really good at his job. So yeah, I, I'm excited for him that he got the side coaching role, and uh, I think this is this could be a great uh, great thing to build around here for Toronto. I think they really took it to heart uh, having how having a bad coach sort of ruined their team that had the one of the highest budgets last year. I think they said, okay, maybe we should sign the coach first and go from there, and that is what they are doing so far. Uh, obviously. They, their whole roster's gone. So uh, that high-budget roster, all gone. And Casaurus will have a fresh, clean slate here. We'll see who ends up getting up. The rumor around the internet right now is Toronto is trying to sign uh, the American Tornado Revival team. So this could be that AT huge fan favorite Toronto Defiant team with Kaluj, Reiner, Sam, uh, all those... American Tornado players you love coming back together um, on Toronto. We'll see if that rumor pans out. Uh, but I think this is a good signing, uh, coaching-wise. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. And that would certainly be um, the, that would be a good uh, you know step up, uh, return to form, whatever you want to call it, for, for Toronto, too. Yeah, that um, they definitely, definitely had a, a good season, probably... Uh, uh, fair to say, one of their best in in recent years, but uh, um, uh, but, but yeah, still, you know, <laughs> it's it's uh, always always looking to grow, and that's uh, particularly for this this roster with this kind of history um, is, is something that's can can be hit or miss 
um, sometimes. Yeah, I will say <clears throat> this Toronto roster or this th- these Toronto moves. I, I think could be. Cons- I think there's. It's debatable whether or not they should do it, because honestly, uh, they but they as someone behind the scenes they bought out all these contracts, Joe. These are all players that were still contracted that they just paid them out. They paid out the rest of their contracts to just get rid of these players. So they already paid for it for this year, (laughs) but they're not going to have them. Uh, They got rid of them, which is crazy to me because, yeah, it's just crazy to me because this team, like you mentioned, was doing well towards the end of the season once you got rid of that head coach. There was definitely potential for a lot of players here. Um, Maybe you just replace... I think some people were underperforming. Maybe Muse was underperforming. Uh, but if, if you build around like some of your best players, like Cho Rong, Twilight was still doing amazing. Um, and Hisu may be struggling a little bit. You know, you get some real good players in there uh, to, to go alongside uh, some of your top players. Could have worked out well. But they have decided to move on uh, from these players and just build completely anew, which I don't blame them, I think. I think maybe the GM is a little bit in shambles after spending uh, top, I don't know, top two or top three most in the league last year and finishing 12th or whatever is not where you want to be, right? So, yeah, we'll see what we'll see if this rumor pans out what happens with Toronto. Um, anything else to mention from this giant list free agency anything like that because that's all we got for the show before we before the upcoming weeks when we when we get the free agency madness when it begins joe um yeah i think that may be it for now it sounds like we may um obviously yet this week hear more about uh Ramatra. that'll be cool um and and you know seeing where things go from there but um, but yeah, the off season definitely has, you know, only just begun. Uh, it sounds like for sure. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, thank you guys all for listening. This is a nice little setup episode for what should be a mad off season. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, my Twitter's at JWGeorgeIV. Joe's is at Kirkpatrick underscore Inc. INC. And the show's Twitter's at on the flank show. You're listening to this in one way. If you want to listen to it in a different way, go to on-the-flink.podcast.co or on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play. Thank you guys for listening and enjoy the call before the storm while you can. <laughs>